Welcome everybody to Three Wide in the Middle, your home for racing with me, Thomas Brandon, and back with me, finally, Keith Bradley. Keith, how you doing, man? What is up? Finally what feels good. Up? Yeah. Not sick no more. I feel exactly. great. Exactly. Exactly. Glad so, to be back. Yeah. It was, uh, last, you know, last week I just did a lot of ranting and raving, but it's just not the same. Not the same when, when you're not here. So, uh, we got it. We got a good one today. Um, I've got it. I got a new segment that I've, I've I've been working on. In fact, I didn't I didn't even mention it to you, Keith, when we were just talking a few minutes ago, in the in I guess you would call it our pre-show. But uh, I I have a little segment that I did where I I compare NASCAR drivers to girlfriends, types of girlfriends. It'll make more sense when you hear it because it's actually it kind of it kind I got the idea spurned on by Daniel Suarez, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So definitely a little different inter- interesting section we got coming up along with hit or miss um but before we dive into that i got it <laughs> did you see the race keith at atlanta the cup race we'll yeah. get to the truck and the xfinity the the pace laps and the xfinity series but the, the cup race you saw it yep yeah. yep yeah. what did you think of it let's just start there what did you think of it um i actually thought it was fairly good I thought it was fairly entertaining. Um, it kind of kept you on the edge of your seat. And I think a lot of it really has to do with the way the track has aged. Um, the racing there has kind of changed, to, in my opinion. I'm not going to say it's back to the old Atlanta. But I think we're getting close to where handling matters at a drafting track for once. And so they kind of prove that. Now... Granted, hindsight fifty fifty, the real test is this weekend when we get to a normal racetrack. But I, overall, I thought Atlanta was pretty good. So did I. I thought I thought Atlanta was good. Um, you know, it was exciting. It was action packed. There was a lot of wrecks, but you know, I wanted to talk about this because after the race, it was incredible. You would have thought that this was the greatest race in NASCAR history. And I get it. I understand it. It was exciting. We had a three wide finish at the end, right? Probably you could make the argument. I would say top five finish of all time. I would not say the greatest finish of all time. To me, the if you want to talk exciting finishes, to me, the, the best finish of all time is Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch off you know at darlington those last few laps if you want to see craziness watch that that was incredible harvick and gordon at atlanta like that was exciting you know like and so i get it it's exciting within you know i think the 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 lap you know the the interval said like 0.0001 like it was like one one thousandth of a second or something um so yeah it was awesome but can we pump the brakes a little bit? Can, can we can we back off and pump the brakes? All of you out there who think now that we need to do this to Texas, we need to do this to Kentucky, this is the type of racing we need, just hold off and frankly, shut the hell up. We had this racing a few years ago. Don't you guys remember this? This is what drives me nuts. How easily we forget. We had this racing a few years ago. This is what brought on the next-gen cup car. Remember this package. They ran it everywhere. They ran it at all the mile and a half tracks. It was a 550 horsepower 
high downforce package that they ran at every single mile and a half, and the racing sucked. It's what brought on stage racing. We have stage racing to thank for that package. We've already gone through this, people. Why do you think now that we need to have this at every other mile and a half? That's stupid. I get it. Atlanta was awesome. Atlanta took, it took, what was this, the fifth race we've had since the repave? It took a handful of races to get to this point. And like Keith said, it's because the track is wearing off. Atlanta is a very unique situation. Go look at Atlanta, that speedway. What is it surrounded by? It's not surrounded by trees. It's not on a beach, right? It's, it's not even surrounded by like what you would consider like normal terrain, a city. It's surrounded by like sand, right? Like, and I'm not talking like Daytona Beach sand. I'm talking like that sand that gets blown. It's gritty. It just literally pummels the track year round. That track is wearing out, even if it's slight, but it's wearing out when there's not even cars on it. Like it's getting literally sandblasted like 12 months out of the year. Like that's why that track wears out so quickly. And with this package that they have on it, this lower horsepower, higher downforce, which I I personally hate it, but if we're going to run it at Atlanta, at least it makes it unique. This package, Daytona and Talladega, sucks. I can't stand it. I already talked about it last week. And so, yes, I understand Atlanta was incredible, especially when we just came off of the fuel-saving Olympics, also known as the Daytona 500. So to see some actual racing out there and exciting racing and guys dicing it up, that was amazing. It was incredible. But when we're in the moment, it's amazing how different our answers and viewpoints can be with just a little bit of time. It was funny because there was a test done years ago. And why I know this is because I'm a nerd when it comes to psychology and stuff like that. And I study this stuff because I apparently have nothing better to do with my time. But years ago, there was a study that was done and they took a bunch of people to like on like a trip to like, it was, I think it was Hawaii. And these doctors, the people who were running the test, whoever it was, every day they surveyed the people on their break. And every day they would ask them, how are you feeling? How was this? What did you do? All these different things. And they would give their answers. Then a week after they got back from their vacation, they asked them, what was the, how was the trip? Every single person who was on the trip was like, oh my God, it was incredible. We had so much fun. It was awesome. It was amazing. But when you looked at their answers in real time, it was like, ah, today's dinner wasn't very good. That thing, that, that trip that we went on around the island wasn't very fun. This was a lot of fun. But when we got out there, there was a ton of people. So we had to wait a while. Like their answers were very, very different. And when you're watching the race in real time, it's, oh my God, this is incredible. This is exciting. This is awesome. I love this package. Meanwhile, just a couple of years ago, we hated it. We could not stand it. It was like, why are we running this at every single track? Why are you trying to turn every track into Daytona and Talladega? This sucks. It's what brought upon the next gen car. And now we're literally just acting like that period of time did not even exist. And hey, let's do this to all the tracks. And to me, that is absolutely absurd because we finally got away from that crap racing on the speedways, on the intermediates. 
And why on earth would we want to go back when that is by far the best form of racing we have with the 670 horsepower, you know, lower downforce package? All right, Keith. So what are your thoughts on the whole package thing and whatever? Have you been hearing all these people saying this? I mean, I heard I've heard this on numerous podcasts, video clips, everything. People, oh, we should change all the tracks. I think the package is kind of terrible, to be honest, especially the super speedway package. I mean, it, it's the only time you really see racing. And I've, I've seen people ran and raving that the race at Daytona was really good and this, that, and the other Well, I, Yeah, it was really good because everybody's running half throttle, 50% well, yeah. throttle, 60% throttle. And, and when that happens, yeah, the outside's going to work. The top lane's going to work. The third lane's going to work. But Yeah, you have comers and goers when they're 20% <laughs> yeah. throttle. And, and when they're truly at speed, none of that's going to work. Yeah, it was like, well, the end of the stages and the end of the race w- was exciting. Yeah, but the rest of it sucked. That's the yeah. thing. If that's going to be the case, then don't make it the Daytona 500, right? Call it, Make it something else. Or if you want it to be the Daytona 500, have it be the Daytona 500 kilometers. I don't know. Cut it in half in, in distance. Because I don't want to watch people just save fuel. That's stupid. That's not racing. And That's fuel saving. Keith and I can go hop in a car and do that, folks. That's not hard to yep. do. Nope. And and in my opinion, the, the best racetrack that we had with this package was Auto Club. Now, unfortunately, Auto Club ain't a thing no more. Yeah, unfortunately. But luckily, though, we still have a lot of other tracks that are good with the high horsepower, low downforce package. Vegas this week, we're going to. I mean, Kansas, National Super Speedway, Pocono, you know, Texas obviously has got its faults, but I mean, there's a lot of them out there that are still good. And I would say Charlotte's probably the best out of all of them that that they go to. Um, Yeah, Charlotte's incredible now. Yeah, like I wish they would just scrap the 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 Roval idea because it's stupid. Yeah. The road force package, granted, we haven't seen it so far this year. Yeah. Don't know what's changed. Don't know what's new. Don't know what's different. But overall, it sucks. It's yeah. terrible. The bar is so low as far as road course racing with this new car goes. I would prefer to see that side improve a ton more. And then, and then not even to mention that the, the terrible short track package, um, I don't want to say NASCAR's in a bad state, but they got they got to fix some things. Um, I know that yeah. they changed they changed the diffuser, and I think this is going to be the interesting thing that I'm ready to see this weekend. Um, Ford and Toyota goes to the new noses, new bodies, and then NASCAR changes the d- diffuser a couple weeks after. Yeah, well, I think that that is actually a good thing because I think it's going to benefit Toyota and Ford. Well, I think Toyota and Ford were going to have a benefit regardless just for the fact that they um they had this was the first time that they got to develop their car with the full with the full understanding of what the next gen is, right? So the Chevy, they that was developed after they've, you know, that's been, you know, they've had more of an advantage and blah, 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 but, but the Toyota and the Ford, they got to develop this, what they've got with data on the next gen. 
And so I think it's going to help them regardless. Now, we'll see how it goes with, like you said, changes that they've made to the diffuser and stuff. But this was actually the first time that they didn't make a ton of changes to the car. You know, last year we saw all kinds of different changes and um, what was it? The uh, God, what did they change? I don't I can't remember. They changed a bunch of stuff. Um, remember they were taking on the short track stuff. Remember they were cutting down the the spoiler. They were uh getting rid of strikes in the in the diffuser, and we got to the short tracks and it made no difference. I mean, I'm still of the opinion that we need more horsepower. I get the arguments and the talks about it. I understand all of it, and I don't even want to dive into it right now because we've had the conversation so many times. Yeah, but until yeah, until you until you get some way of the drivers spinning the tires, right? Where you have to spin the t- where the the tires will spin, they will break loose if you are not controlling that throttle. I don't know how you're going to fix the short track and the road course because that's when you can go into a corner, drop a gear, stomp the gas, and the car hook up and go. That's really even on old tires and that's another thing we've got to get the tires wearing more now goodyear says hey we're gonna get you know get a tire in here it's gonna give you some more grip should have some more fall off obviously we'll see how that goes you know every time they have a test and you know the tested phoenix over the winter they were going to be swinging for the fences and everyone was like yeah i couldn't feel a difference with anything so i don't know we'll see atlanta was awesome it was a fun race and now we move on to Vegas where we're going to actually get to see who's going to step up and who's really got some speed, which brings us to our next segment of the show, which is hit or miss. After his win at Atlanta, Daniel Suarez will get multiple wins this season. Hit or miss the mark. Oh man. Um I like Daniel Suarez. I think Daniel Suarez deserves to be in the sport, but I don't he's gotta prove it. After last season, he's gotta prove it. Um I'm not gonna say that Atlanta was fluky, but Atlanta was kind of fluky. Um if he can pull off a win at a mile and a half, um I think I think that that, that will pave the way for a couple more wins but as of right now he's kind of got to prove it i'm going to say it hits the mark just because i do think he's going to get more than one win this year i do i know that atlanta you know with the the packages up it does seem kind of fluky but you know they were up front in the duels they were up front at daytona in the 500 they obviously won at atlanta we've got five more of those or Daytona, two at Talladega, or four more. We have four more of those types of races this season. Plus, he's really good on road courses. And he has shown speed before, obviously not last year, but the year before. He was winning the Coca-Cola 600, right? Like he'd been in a couple of, of good spots. I do see improvement with the new crew chief that they got now on the 99 car. So I think they're going to actually pop off another, at least one more. I think they'll get two this year. I would be shocked if I don't see him win, at least on a road course, because we know how good he is on those. 
Yeah, and and I'm not saying that he can't or couldn't. I think he could. I think he should just to. I don't know. I get what you're saying. You're saying he's got to prove it. He just got to show it. He's got to do it. He's got to put the fire out underneath the Mm -hmm. seat because I I truly think he's on the hot seat right now. Um, Well, yeah. Does Atlanta cool that off a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now, that being said, I think I think Ross is going to carry that crown at Trackhouse. And then with the Zane Smith stuff, it, it. Daniel Suarez needs to go out and definitely needs to win a couple races. And I think he could. I just need to see that. I I'm with you. I am with you. All right. Next one. On to the truck race. NASCAR should have black flagged Bailey Curley's truck. Curry's truck. Bailey Curry's truck long before the roof flew off and turned it into a convertible. Hit or miss the mark. Uh, now this one I definitely think hits the mark because if you if you look at the truck before the roof flies off which still I don't understand how that happens but you can see it happening but yeah you can definitely see it happening um I don't know if they were playing games with the front windshield or not um definitely looked like some window braces were broke and or not attached at all um come on people they they've got the technology they've got the tv cameras where you could see that you could see it a mile oh away. yeah um, look how quick Kevin Harvick was caught a couple years ago, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. it definitely could have been prevented. I don't know if it could have been fixed in race, but I definitely think black flag Bailey Curry before that even happens and becomes an issue. Well, yeah. And that's my thing is the fact that, Hey, what happens if that roof flies off and hits somebody in the stands? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where it's one thing to fly off and hit another car on the track. I mean, that sucks. But to fly off in what's it goes into the crowd or something like that. Like that's what's scary. What happens then? Because I yes. know I know the argument will be, well, you're at a racetrack. Anything can happen at a racetrack. Yeah, but you don't go to a racetrack in hopes to get hit with somebody's roof. Yes. And <laughs> excuse me. You could see it happening, right? I I'm not the only one who was watching going, man, that don't look right there's something wrong with i mean you could see it happening like give me a break if we can spot joey logano's webbed glove you think nascar can't see that his roof is literally like you could see that coming it was happening it doesn't matter whether it was them trying to cheat it up for for you know downforce and drag them using weaker braces right whatever the case or if it just or if it was built to spec and they just got hit with something or it just Faulty part collapse. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is, is that thing was, you could see that it was about to open up like a sardine can and they just do to do, let it go. And those are the things that drive fans and the drivers, right? People in the sport crazy because you always talk safety or you talk about this, right? There'll be times where it's like, hey man, why did you throw that caution there? That driver was nowhere near the racing line by himself. You could have easily let that continue to go green. That driver continued on. Well, we've got to think about safety. And then you've got something like this where it's like, well, why didn't you black flag him? Why didn't you get that guy off the track? Well, I mean, you know, I, and it's just, it's like, come on, man, make up your mind. And if you're going to pre- continuously preach safety, 
that should be taken into account. Now, I will say this, NASCAR, from what we've heard, are already writing up rules on that. They're, they're, that crap's not going to be happening again, which it shouldn't. All right. If you are building, you know, whether or not they were trying to cheat or skirt the rules makes no difference. There have been teams out there who have done it. And using these weaker braces so things, you know, collapse in and you get more downforce or less drag, right? Make the make it fast. Like, no, sorry. We need the kind of need the windshield to stay in and the roof to stay on. So leave that crap alone. And let's, you know, make sure if it is flying off before it gets to that point, throw a black flag, get them off the track. All right, next. After two weeks of craziness and what is now could only be considered a wild point standing in the Cup Series, this week at Vegas will finally show us who the real players are in contending for a championship. Hit or miss the mark? I think it hits the mark. Um, Right now, we're kind of seeing the product of two drafting tracks back to back. Um, You're going to have guys that you don't expect to be up there, and then you're going to have guys that just have terrible luck at, at super speedways yes. or crafting tracks. If that's what you want to call it now, since you can't really call it restrictor plate racing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think we'll see a little bit of a shakeup at Vegas. Um, I definitely wouldn't say that the top 16 set in stone. I mean, granted there's guys that have a ton of work to do behind them to, to oh, yeah. ground. And this is just the starting point. This is where you're going to see, who's here to play and who's here to not play. And yeah, like Austin Sendrick sitting in third, I, I don't see him being inside the top 16 in a few weeks. Um, he's one of the better plate race racers. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, could some crazy things happen and these guys stay there? Absolutely. I just don't yep. see it happening. Yep. Yeah. To just give you an idea. All right. Kyle Bush leading points, William Byron second. You know, those two up there are not unheard of. Like you said, you got Cendric third, Bubba Wallace fourth, which I'm actually not surprised by. I, I expect Bubba Wallace to finish in the top 10 this year. Blaney, Chase Elliott, Suarez, Chastain, Bowman, Truex. That's your top 10. Then it's Larson, Corey LaJoy, John Hunter Nemechek, Ty Gibbs, Chris Buescher, and Christopher Bell, your top 16. If you go outside of that, Denny Hamlin is 19th, right? Tyler Reddick, 24th. Joey Logano, 31st. Brad Keselowski, 34th. I do not expect those guys to be down there for long. It's only week two. Now, I did hear a stat. I wish I could remember the exact percentage, but it was like, I want to say like 80% of the drivers who are in the top 16 after week two end up making the playoffs. It was some insane number like that, but that was... Keep in mind that was with the the previous schedule. It was Daytona, and then we were going to Montana. It wasn't Daytona and Atlanta, two you know quote unquote restrictor plate tracks. So I do think it, that's going to be a little bit different now, just because of that style of racing. But yeah, I'm with you. I think we're going to finally see you know which which guys have got the whose cars are going to be real contenders this year. And the good yeah. thing is with this style of system. You don't need to be in the top 16 in points. You just need to get a win. 
And those guys, Logano, even though Keselowski's got a long time without a win, he obviously contended a lot for wins last year. Um, Denny Hamlin. So those guys, I fully expect them to make the playoffs this year. All right. Moving on. So big news. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is leaving NBC for Amazon Prime. And NBC has dropped the ball, not securing him in his contract hit or miss the mark i think that hits the mark um you kind of lose not only a big name but i mean if you look at the guys that are in the booth jeff burton ain't raced in god forever um yeah he was out before earnhardt was you lose you lose that that driver insight and granted yeah dale jr hasn't driven the next gen car but he's tested it he kind of knows and it's not even just former race car driver it's just nascar in general whether it's historian or anything inside of that i mean he he's just a very knowledgeable person i think he makes the broadcast better uh nbc he does big time he does he is he's nascar royalty whether you like it or not he is nascar royalty the guy is an insane historian of the sport. He genuinely loves the sport, right? He yep. was a very successful driver. We can debate all day long whether or not he overachieved or underachieved in his career. But at the end of the day, he has still had a very good career. He's one of the top you know, 50 drivers of all time. And he is, even though he is not racing, he is still considered the face of NASCAR. Think about that. He ain't been in a. He has not been racing in years. When did? When was this last year? Was it eighteen? Two thousand eighteen? He retired. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that was six years ago. He's still the face of NASCAR. Well, right. That's that's insane. How you let that guy leave? They dropped the ball big time, and I and I seen a report that I think it was earlier this morning that junior wants to be at the racetrack so i don't know if nbc was wanting to keep him back in charlotte at the charlotte studios at their new broadcast facility yeah i don't know he came out and i think it was yesterday that he said it he said i i want to be boots on the ground i want to be at the racetrack reporting at the racetrack and i don't know if you have to be you have to be and and whether it's trucks or Xfinity, I know they built that multi-million dollar facility to do in-house broadcasting or whatever. That's not the same. That is it's not, not the same at all. It's, it's not. not. Uh, it's not. That's you're you're basically doing a sim racing broadcast, like yeah, a, with the green screen. Like yeah, you know, like in my eyes, if to to be a good broadcaster, you got to talk to the crew chiefs beforehand or even after or during practice, and you can't. You think you think crew chiefs can answer the phone for a broadcaster? No. Well, not only that, Absolutely but one not. of the one of the things that the broadcast relays to those who are either watching it, which is what most people are doing, or even listening to it. If you talk like those who are listening to it on like MRN, you are relaying not just the race, but the atmosphere of the race, right? What, how the crowd is reacting, what's going on, what is the racing like, right? You could have somebody making a pass for the lead. And if it's just a, you know, very simple, got to run, went high, got around him, as opposed to 
drag race off the corner down. You know what I mean? Like those, those different things and those emotions come with being there because Maybe. that is what gives you that, that, that sense of um, presence, right? The, the, the scale of it. You're just watching it on a screen in a it's studio. Not the, it's not the same. No. And, and I think the best examples, the video Fox NASCAR put out of Kevin Harvick and Boyer and Mike Joy in the booth. And you could see the, the excitement of the finish to them. Yeah. That's what people want to see on TV. Not, I mean, granted, you're not going to be able to tell, but if you know that they're back in Charlotte announcing a race, it, it's different. Yeah, but you can hear it. You yeah. can hear it. When you're there, there's something that happens to a person. When you are there in person, right? That that moment, that adrenaline, it cannot be it, it cannot be replicated. It just can't. You see that finish in person and you see that finish on on TV, you could have the same view, same angle, same everything, right? Perspective. But the only difference is, is one, you are there in person and the other one, you are at home or in a studio watching it on a monitor. Your reaction's not the same. It's just not. So yeah. I'm with you. Whether or not that was part of it, I don't know. Whether or not NBC offered him and he was just like, no, I think I'm going to go try something else. I don't know. All as I know is, is if you have Dale Earnhardt Jr., you do not let him leave. Period. Whatever it takes, whatever it costs, whatever you have to do, you do it and you keep them. So, yeah, they dropped the ball, in my, my opinion. I don't know how you let that happen, but unfortunately, they did. Unfortunately for them, I mean, fortunately for, for Warner Brothers and Amazon Prime, um, that's a win on their part. So, all right, moving on. Last one. The. So this one, I. I kind of had a little trouble wording it because I was trying to figure out how, how to look at this. But according to sources, the talks between NASCAR and Honda are legit and Honda is serious about coming to NASCAR. Keith, Honda will be a NASCAR manufacturer in the next five years. Hit or miss the mark? Um, I think it hits the mark. Um I've heard that the talks are very serious. Um, if you think about it, Stuart Haas is about to, they're in a contract year with Ford. And I'm a yeah, big they're Stuart Dunskis. Haas. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> Stuart Haas fan. Um, now, if I'm Stuart Haas and I'm Honda, there's a perfect partnership there. You could go from being, from what I heard, Stuart Haas went from tier one to tier two this year, which is very unfortunate. They could easily be a tier one Honda team. And and from what I'm hearing and I've heard through the grapevine, Honda is willing to do the same thing Toyota's doing with the TRD stuff. And I think that would be great for the sport. We need another. Well, it would be. We it would we be. really do. Um, I was heartbroken the day Dodge left, and I'm not a Dodge fan. I'm not a Chrysler fan. Mm -mm. But it... it, it it gave more options. It gave teams more options. Like, oh yeah. Like I, I wish we could go back to where there were Chevy, Ford, Pontiac, Buick. Dodge, yeah. Buick, all these car manufacturers, and now, mm -hmm. and now we're just stuck with three, which is very unfortunate. Yep. 
but it sounds like Honda is willing to pull all the resources out of everything else and stick it into NASCAR. And I think that's great. I think it's great. I think it'll be great. I do too. And I see it. I like it. Yeah. I think it can happen. I think it happens Um, sooner than five years though. I, I think it's possible. I used five years because I don't know what's going to happen with the, yeah, the whole engine thing that they keep, you know, referencing, right? I don't think the future is electric. I don't. I think that's absurd. And we can we can just table all discussions and please save your emails and comments on, you know, global warming and saving the environment. All right. I don't think electric is the future of no. uh, all driving vehicles. I don't think electric is the future of racing. I now I like hybrid. I do like the hybrid idea. I think hybrid is actually what we're going to see in motorsports, especially when you talk about the big brands, right? The IndyCar, F1, NASCAR. I think you see hybrid in those. I don't see um NASCAR being electric, right? Now, here's the thing though. What does that entail, right? Like we've seen in F1 with them and they've had the hybrid era for a long time now they've had to push back this new motor that they're going to be going to years obviously we had covid but even then they pushed it back just for the fact that it takes a long time to develop all this stuff and when you're talking different manufacturers you know who who wants what who's you know what's it going to look like how much are these things going to cost because i can tell you right now they keep talking about you know I don't want to get into the whole horsepower thing, but they keep talking about, you know, trying to save money. These motors are, they're not saving money with them. So I'd have to believe that if Honda wants to do something like Toyota is doing with TRD, and keep in mind, Honda is to Toyota and Toyota is to Honda as Ford is to Chevy. Okay. And Chevy is to Ford. Like that's the type of rivalry that you have between those brands, right? Like it's it it in terms of competing with one another. Honda comes in, they are not going to come in and just lay an egg against Toyota. It's not gonna happen. Right. Or they're not gonna they're not gonna want that to happen. They're gonna want to come in and and succeed. And Toyota, I think it's gonna help them push them even further because the last thing they're gonna want to do is is get beat by a Honda, you know. So I like it. The talks I think are serious. It does sound like they want to come, which I think is great. I do think we're seeing kind of a a resurgence and renaissance in NASCAR, and I'm really hoping that it continues, you know, and I think Honda talking about coming is a really good thing and a good sign that it is going to continue. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think it's going to happen whether or not it happens within five years, you know, or I should say sooner, you know, than or later closer to five years i don't know but i do think it's going to happen so all right so that's going to do it for hit or miss the mark and when we get back from the break i'm going to be busting out this segment idea that i was talking about earlier where i'm going to be comparing nascar drivers to girlfriends or types of girlfriends you'll know what i mean when i talk about it here after the break stick around all right, Keith. So are you ready to hear this segment idea that I got? Let's do it. Okay. So uh, let me lay this out for you because I don't normally come up with ideas like, well, I shouldn't say that. I do come up with ideas like this kind of off the cuff. So 
I was watching the Atlanta race. Suarez wins, okay? And I normally, I've talked about this before, I normally don't listen to other racing podcasts until after we record ours. Now, this week, we're doing it. Today is Friday as opposed to Thursday. And because of that, yesterday, I listened to a couple of them. I didn't listen to all of them. I listened to part of Denny's, which congrats, Denny Hamlin, on peeing your pants in the driver's seat. Um, And then Door Bumper Clear. And Door Bumper Clear was talking about how they thought Suarez was under, on the hot seat and all these different things like this and how all these drivers coming up in track house and everything. And I was thinking why I thought of this. I don't know. I have no idea. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, God, Daniel Suarez is like that girlfriend that you have. And it starts off great. And then, you know, it goes bad. And then, you know, she makes this resurgence. So let me explain to you. And then I got the idea. I was like, God, that's weird. I started thinking more and more about this girl type because this this is a girl that I've dated. You know, all these girls that I've dated, <laughs> that, I've, that I'm talking about, I've either dated or I know I know them personally. They've dated someone else that I know. Okay. So. That's where I got the idea from. So then I started coming up with, I was like, well, who would other, what other girls would these drivers be like? Let me see if I can turn this into something fun. And so this is what I was thinking yesterday while I was installing windshields in my glass business. And I came up with a list of them and started, I was writing down notes. And so like, I was like, I'm going to do this as a segment. We're just going to have some fun with this. So I've got six total. Okay. So first up, we'll start it off with Suarez. Dating s'mores is like dating that girl that you met, you know, whether it was at work, at school, right? Maybe you're in high school. Maybe you met him at a party, whatever. But it starts off and it's great. It, it, it's great. And you go out and you guys go to a concert and it's, it's amazing. And you're at the show and you're like, oh my God, when you're there, you're like, this is a, a top five. This is going to be a top five moment in my life. I'm going to look back on this one day and realize how incredible this is. And you have the time of your lives. And things are incredible. And then she moves in with you. And six months goes by and eight months goes by. And now she's kind of just hanging around the house and she's always wearing sweatpants and maybe, uh, you know, like a, 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 a hoodie that's two sizes too big. And sometimes you look and you're like, God, is, gosh, does she got hair growing on her? What, what is, is that a mustache thing going? God, how do I, how do I tell her to clean that up? I got to talk to one of her friends or what, what the hell's going on? Did she like, she not care anymore is she even trying like what's the deal and you get really upset about it because you're thinking man we had such a good thing going what the hell happened and you know at work you're you're upset about this and then you start kind of talking to this other girl you're not doing anything with her but you know you can tell that she's flirting with you and she likes you and, and you're getting some attention that you're not getting from suarez back home and suarez finds out about it suarez is like hey are you talking to cindy that works in the office next to you or you're like yeah i've been talking to her we've been hanging out nothing's happened and when suarez finds out about this she changes back into what she was all of a sudden she's she's dressing up and looking good and wanting to go out dancing and you're and you're having a great time and then all of a sudden you realize like oh my god did i have to actually start talking to somebody else in order for you to get back to your true potential and you realize that, yes, you did. That's what dating swords would be like. All right. So does that make sense, Keith, now that I laid that out? Yeah. Okay. 
I got the idea because, you know, Trackhouse got all these drivers. Now, all of a sudden, Swords on the hot seat. Now, boom, he's back to form. So, obviously, before we continue, obviously, Suarez is, there's a lot more going on than, than just him, okay, as a driver. They got a new crew chief. It's a team thing. We all know that, okay? But I just, we're just having some fun, all right? So, that's Suarez. Next up, Chase Elliott. Dating Chase Elliott is that girl that you meet on FarbersOnly.com, right? You meet her and you're like, she's, she's nice. She's steady. She's got that, that soft-spoken Southern charm. She's got a little bit of an attitude to her, right? If you, if you push some buttons, but you know, she's got a little bit of feist to her, a little bit of fire. But overall, she's that sweet Southern belle you know, that, that is just always fun and always there. And she's consistent, you know, you know what to expect. You come home, there's dinner on the table, right? She's always waiting for you with the beer when you walk through the door. Yeah, she, she might not be the big, sexy, glamour pick, right? She's, she's not the 10, but she's solid. You know, you know what you're getting. And yeah, she's had some rough patches in the past. But overall, she's a steady, you know, that old school type of girl that your parents used to talk about, right? You know, the, the, the settled down, the sweet, the nice, the calm, the respectful one that you know at the end of the day is going to be there and going to be consistent for you, right? That's Chase Elliott, okay? Next up, we've got Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush is that girlfriend that is a bitch, right? When you're out in public, she's complaining. She's, you know, she's, she's too loud. She says shit like, Hey, go get that for me. Right. Why did you do that? Right. You know, you're, you're out with your kids and your son does something where he's running around and not listening. And instead of, instead of Kyle yelling at the son, you know, saying, Hey, come here. She yells at you and she says, Hey, tell your son to stop doing that. Right. But behind closed doors, she's actually incredible. She's nice. She's sweet. She's caring. She's super talented. She's got all these skills and talents, but you never fully get to see that or the public doesn't get to see that because she's got this persona that she keeps up and everybody knows she's amazing, right? They know they can see it in her, but she just doesn't show it full time. There's always this bitchy complaining element to her that keeps people at an arm's length, except those who are closest with her in the inner circle. All right. So that's Kyle Bush. All right, next up, we've got Blaney. Blaney's the fun girl, right? Blaney's the one that you meet and you have a great time with, but you're kind of iffy about introducing her to your parents. You know what I mean? She's got a couple tattoos. She might have a tramp stamp, but damn, she's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. She's got this wild, fiery side to her where you're out having fun. The next thing you know, She's yelling at the big biker dude at the end of the table because he cut in line in front of her at the bar, right? Like you got to go up there and like, Jesus Christ, I hope I don't get my ass kicked for this, right? But you're going to back her up because that's your girl, right? She's got that fiery side of her that's just, she could be incredibly cute, but also sexy at the same time. And she's got this, this fuse that you don't know when it's going to go, but man, when it goes, it goes. And you don't know if it's going to lead to an awesome fun-filled, incredible evening, or if you're going to end up with a black eye because 
she lost her lost her shit on the wrong person. All right, that's Blaney. Next, we've got Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin is that mom, right? Has a couple kids. The kids are grown now. They're probably out of the house. Now divorced and is just out there living it up, right? Still got it. In their eyes, is in their prime. Hasn't completely sealed the deal. Maybe he was never married, right? Never got married. Maybe it had lived long term, right? Maybe had a domestic marriage if you're out here in California, right? A common law marriage where you live together for seven, eight years, had a couple of kids, and then you decided, yeah, it's just, this isn't working. And you're out there still looking for that that one, right? That one soulmate, that one love that's going to take you all the way to the end, whether it's to the altar to get married or through the rest of your life, right? Your soulmate. You've already had kids. You've already got a great family, a great life. Yeah, the ex is out there, whatever, who cares? But you're looking for that ultimate, right? The ultimate accomplishment. It's out there somewhere and they're out there looking for it. She's on the prowl looking for it, okay? That's Danny Hamlin. Last but not least is Kyle Larson. If you're dating Larson, you're dating a 10 and she knows it, all right? Larson's not the girl that you pick up in your, you know, 08 Honda Accord and take to the movies, okay? We're, we're, talking, we're talking weekend getaways and she's not flying, you know, business economy or coach middle seat. We're talking wheels up, first class, all right? Staying on the coast in Fiji or the Bahamas, going to Vail for the weekend, that trophy bride where she can do no wrong, right? She, she's got a couple of rough edges where there's sometimes you're like, God, I wish she would tone that down a little bit. I, I, I know she's hot, right? We all know she's hot. She doesn't have to go out there and, and flaunt it 24-7. She doesn't got to make those moves all the time. Tone it back a little bit. Let's, let's see if we can get to the end here before we you know, try, to, try to go from you know, the start line here all the way to the end and skip everything in between. But she's, she's awesome. She's sexy. She knows it and you know it. And you're going to do everything you can to hold on to her because like I said, she's a 10 and she knows it. That's Kyle Larson. All right, Keith. So that's that's why driver says girlfriends. What do you think? That's that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I was trying to I I was trying to when I first got the idea of it, and I thought of Suarez, and then I was like, all right, I got to see if I can think of one more that I can do. And I did one more, and I, I the next one I did was Chase Elliott. And when I did that one, I was like, all right, you know, southerngirlfarmersonly.com, whatever, you know. And then I was trying to think like, all right, let me do one more. Let me do one more. And the last one I came up with was actually Larson. And I was like, well, he's a fucking 10 and he knows it. Like, like that's, that's the, that's the trophy bride, right? Like that's a trophy wife. And so, yeah, I was, I Believe it or not, I was actually super busy yesterday. It's amazing I didn't screw anything up as much as I had going on in my head trying to compare NASCAR drivers to to, to girlfriend types, but whatever. I was like, I want to do something different and fun, so that's what we're going to do. So I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Um, don't don't count on another one next week because I can't can't come up with any more. But but Keith, have you ever have you ever dated any of those types of girls? 
Unfortunately. You, yes, every guy out there knows <laughs> what those types has. of girls. Yes, if every guy out there knows those girls. Yes. If you haven't, then I I need to question something. Yeah. Every guy out there has dated those girls. You could almost look at them as like times of your life, like different stages of your life. Like we all had that girl that was super fun, right? Your parents were like, hey man, she might be crazy. And you're like, yes, she is crazy. That's why I like hanging out with her, you know? And then when you look back, you're like, oh my God, what was I doing? You know, so we've all had those girls. And <laughs> yeah, I just started thinking of that stuff and I was just like, oh yeah, we're doing this. We're doing it. So hopefully, awesome. hopefully you guys enjoyed it. So that's going to pretty much do it. We've got one more segment, which is a quick ask three wide. And I'm, we actually, <laughs> so we got this question. We actually got this email a few weeks ago, but with everything that happened, Keith and I didn't get a chance to do it. Now we had had a big um, preseason dirt episode planned where Keith and I were going to go through. We were going to be picking our high limit world of outlaw. We were going to go through all the all the major dirt series and pick the winners and who we thought was going to do what and everything else. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to do that. I think we might revisit it before they pick back up um, because, you know, after we obviously know after Florida, we get that break and then things kind of pick back up. So we might do it here in another week or two. It's going to kind of depend on the time. But we had a question from Bill. Really simple. He said, hey, Tommy, Keith, I just wanted to ask you guys. Do you think Brad Sweet's going to start off his high limit career with a championship? Thanks. Love the pod, Bill. So, Keith, I'll give it to you. Do you think Sweet's going to win this year in high limit? He's going to win the championship this year in high limit. Ooh, man, that's tough. Um, I think they're going to go to some tracks that they haven't seen in a very long time. Can he? Yeah. Will he? I don't know. Um my betting favorite is Tyler Courtney, Sunshine. Um, man, that's tough. I'm going to say no, just to be different. I'm going to say no. I think it's close. I think it comes down to the last few races. I mean, we've all seen how consistent Brad Sweet can be. Mm-hmm. And that's won him two championships. The last two World of Outlaw championships, I would say. Yep. But... Man, there's just some hidden factors. I think Rico Abreu is going to give him a run for the money. I think Tyler Courtney can. Oh, man. I don't think he does. I'm going to say no just to be different, but it's close. Yeah, I'm. Oh, man. That is a tough question. It's a very tough question. You know, it, it really is. You know, I had said. So obviously, I'm not going to go through everything that I, I had for that episode we never did but i had said that basically my my championship contenders i had essentially 3 of them and it was sweet sunshine and rico those were the 3 that i was basically were going to be my 3 contenders i had Corey day right behind him but i do think it's going to my my buddy Kyle says Corey Day's winning the championship this year, and I'm like, dude, if that happens, that's insane. I mean, that would be just ridiculous. I don't want to say that can't happen because he's an incredible talent, but 
I do think it's going to be one of those three. Now, obviously, there's a lot of good drive. I mean, we just saw Jacob Allen had an incredible run at, what was it, Golden Isles. Um, Brent Marks, obviously, we know what he's capable of. Like, there's a lot of good drivers on the High Limit Tour. And off the gate, I mean, off, right out of the gate, Sunshine looks good. He looks incredible. But I'm going to go with Sweet just because I'm with you. He had, they are going to go to some tracks, right? That's been a while that he's been to. But there is something to be, and obviously, Sunshine's a, a previous, you know, he's two time All Star champion. But there's something to be said for championship DNA. And that 49 team has got it. And Sweet has got it. Um, and to me, he's at the point now where he's reached basically Donnie Schott status, Steve Kinzer status, you know, Tom Brady status, Patrick Mahomes has it now. I that's my pick until he doesn't win it. Like that's just where I'm at with him. He's the champ. He he's gonna win the. He's my championship pick until somebody else wins the freaking championship. Because I just that the guy. I'm done picking against him. I'm. We spent. We spent. What was it last year? We spent half the season thinking that it wasn't gonna happen. Gravel would finally get the championship. That didn't happen, right? We had Macedo. The year before, we talked about Hodden Shields' incredible summer that he had and how he could actually make a run at. That didn't happen, right? Macedo and Gravel couldn't close the deal. So until this dude gets knocked off, he's my pick. I'm going with Sweet. I, I do think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a really tight battle because there's obviously High Limit's got some really good drivers. But yeah, I'm going to go with Sweet. Who'd you say, Keith? Did you say Sunshine? I said Tyler Courtney, yeah. Tyler Courtney, okay. So, oh crap, we didn't do it. We got to do this real quick. Before we go, because we didn't do the first two races. Before we go, NASCAR pick them. Who you got this week? Um, uh, going Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell. Okay. I like that pick. I am going to go with. Hmm, who am I going to go with? Um. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Alex Bowman. Bowman won here, I think, oh, okay. two years ago. Yeah. yeah I think it was two years uh, ago. Yeah. Two years ago, he won it. And then William Byron won last week, last mm -hmm. year. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Bowman. I think Hendrick's going to get another win. So, you got Bell. I got Bowman. All right. So, that's going to do it. Thank you, Bill, for the uh, question. If you guys want to ask, write in and ask us a question, you can send the email to ask3wide at gmail.com. That's ask the number three wide at gmail dot com so you guys thank you very much for joining us um really appreciate it appreciate all of you guys out there who are following liking downloading subscribing and sharing the show uh, i noticed we had um some reviews I, I forgot to bring them up on i think it was apple the apple podcast which i really appreciate and if you guys continue doing that we will be back to do this all over again like i said last week i got a bunch of stuff coming um we got a bunch of video stuff i'm going to be doing i got a website that i'm working on right now for the pod um uh, we got a ton of stuff so yeah 
keep uh keep following and and uh we'll keep uh we'll keep at it so keith my man enjoy the weekend enjoy the racing at las vegas will do you do the same i will and i will uh, see all of you guys back here next week and until then as always take care